Achievers. This is episode one of Achieving Fitness, where we answer all of your burning questions about health, fitness, and business. We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and today we're going to cover some of the biggest misconceptions when it comes to working out, intermittent fasting, and what it takes to turn your hobby or passion into your work. We hope you're excited. Let's get into the show. All right, everyone. Welcome to episode one. We're super excited to start this podcast. Um, one of the primary reasons why we decided to start this was because we just... We just realized that there's a whole lot of misinformation out there in regards to fitness and health and nutrition. With the advent of social media, it's definitely great because it gives everyone a platform to speak off of. But what we're noticing is people are starting to abuse the platform. Um, there are a lot of people with large, large followings that are um, that haven't necessarily put in the time in the field to warrant being um, sort of touted as an expert. And they're putting these products out there and they're putting a lot of information out there to essentially, we think, scam people into um, uh, getting their money, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we wanted to put this podcast together to put a lot of real information together. Lauren and I have been in the field for over 10 years now, and we've been working with quite a lot of people, and we think that we have now the experience to talk about uh, how to deliver the best fitness and health nutrition advice out there possible. So... Um, yeah, that's why we're putting this all together. Yeah, so it's going to be a Q&A format. So we're going to be taking questions every week. And we're going to answer about three to four questions each week. And just kind of go over what, what our audience wants to hear. So we would love to hear from you all and, and take your questions. And we will do our best to answer them to the best of our knowledge. All right, so should we kick it off with question number one? Yes. All right, <laughs> let's do it. So question number one came from Brooke Goodman. And Brooke said, what's the biggest misconception in your opinion that either keeps people from the gym or prevents them from joining a gym or workout plan? Um, with, I think that's a great question. And we definitely, there are a few. So we'll, we'll start by hitting on, I think, the biggest one, which is just the intimidation factor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and maybe that's not even a misconception, but more of just um, a, a little bit of a reality for some people is they're so intimidated by the gym that they're so, they're, they work themselves up to believe that they're not supposed to be there. And that they don't belong mm-hmm. in a gym setting. So I think that that's kind of number one that's keeping people away from gyms at least. Yeah, I think it's just, I guess, just a lack of confidence in themselves. And I think you get into a gym setting and you just kind of get into this mental state where you think that everyone's watching you. You think that everyone's judging your form and what you're doing. Um, and in reality, that's not really the case, right? Mm-hmm. No one's... Everyone's really focused on themselves, and everyone everyone's actually probably feeling a little bit insecure to some degree. Um, but that's definitely the biggest thing. People are intimidated and f- afraid of being judged, which is why it's tough to even walk in through the doors in the first place. Yeah, and something that's kind of feeding into that is those gym fail videos that mm. are that circle around. You've probably seen them on YouTube or Facebook, and people taking videos of other people in the gym performing exercises incorrectly and making fun of them. And that's, so we're as, you know, a society doing a horrible job of telling people that they should be getting fit and they should be doing whatever it takes to be active when we're making fun of people in the gym. So that needs to stop. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. There's like, there's no like people practicing basketball video fails or there's no like people practicing violin video fails. Like everyone else in other places are so supportive of one another, but for whatever reason, the fitness industry has been kind of predicated on making fun of others for, you know, their form and their, uh, their results and things like that. Yeah. So. 
So that I, I get, so we get why that mm-hmm. would be an issue and why that still exists. Um, but at the same time, we do know so many people that are pushing to break that down. And mm-hmm. so we know so many people who are opening gyms specifically with the like goal and the main, their main purpose is to be a welcoming environment. Um, and so I, I do think I'm hoping that that's where the industry is going. It mm-hmm. feels like it, that's where it's going. And that should start to create a lot more places for people to go who, even if they are a little bit intimidated by maybe a conventional gym, mm-hmm. might feel a little more comfortable at these smaller gyms that, that put it out there that they're welcoming supportive places yeah i mean that was the primary goal when we opened up achieve fitness i mean that was we've been involved in commercial gym settings we've been involved in these like personal training studios studio settings and we realized that none of them were built to have uh, people be comfortable when they walk in through the door so that was priority number one for us how can we get people comfortable feel not judged not intimidated as soon as they walk through the doors and a large part of it was developing a culture and a community that supported um, each other and was welcoming and was inclusive. And that was a really big, um, you know, platform for us to build off of. Yeah. Awesome. So I would say that's number one. Another one, um, maybe a smaller one, and hopefully it's something that's not um, as prevalent, but I think it's still out there, uh, especially from women, is that strength training or, or weightlifting will make them bulky. And that's one that we hear a lot. And there, women will say, I'm afraid to lift weights because I don't want to get bulky or I don't want to get too muscular. So that's definitely a misconception that's still out there. Um, and, you know, there's a little bit of truth to it. If you do lift weights, you are going to get more muscle. You mm-hmm. That's a reality. But the other reality is that you'll also burn more calories than you would with typical cardiovascular exercise. Mm-hmm. You'll also increase your metabolic rate with more muscle. So you'll burn more calories just at rest. Um, so you'll end up, you won't end up looking like the bodybuilding magazines that you see <laughs> or, or, you know, even maybe the CrossFit athletes that you see on TV. And I think that that is as you know, some women are afraid of that. And so they just decide, no, I'm just going to, I'm just going to run or I'm just going to do yoga. But the reality is strength training is going to usually give you the results that you're actually looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah, the amazing thing is we see our female achievers, shout out to our female achievers who initially come in talking about how they want to tone, they don't want too much muscle, but as soon as they start picking up you know, heavier and heavier weights. They just get addicted to that feeling. Yeah. They're like, oh, I, w- I want more muscle. I love the way it looks and how it feels. And I just feel super empowered. And as soon as that switch happens, we're like, all right, we're good. <laughs> they're, they're good. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. So I think that, that pretty much answers that. Yeah, Brooke's sort of for one. Thank you, Brooke. That was a great question. Um, number two was from Matias. I hope I'm saying your name right. Uh, he said, it would be nice if you could talk about intermittent fasting. So for anybody who doesn't know what intermittent fasting is, it's basically a nutrition plan where you fast for a certain period of time and you eat in a smaller window of time. So instead of, and we do really, in reality, everybody does this because you fast while you're sleeping, essentially. So typically people do like an eight hour fast and a 16 window hour window of eating. And with intermittent fasting, the the most popular one is to just reverse that. So you do a 16 hour fast and an eight hour window of eating, which typically just means not eating breakfast mm-hmm. um, or not eating until you know noon or maybe even a little bit later. And there are people who are all about it and say that it's the key to weight loss. There are people who think that it destroys your metabolism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's definitely a lot of misconceptions with it. Um, I did it personally for a little while. And when I did it at first, I took it as um, I couldn't eat 
until a certain time. So I took it as a rule. Like I couldn't eat within that 16 hour window or I would fail at intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. And so it, you know, it made me so stressed out that it didn't really work well for me as Mm -hmm. a, as a plan. But what it did do for me, what was really good was it helped me to realize that I wasn't going to die if I didn't eat, didn't eat <laughs> breakfast. That was something that was so hard for me. In the mornings, I would wake up and I felt like I was starving all the time. Mm-hmm. And I would like, I mean, I would run to the kitchen from, I, before I could do anything, I'd run to the kitchen and start making <laughs> breakfast. And so with intermittent fasting, I was, I couldn't do that. And over time, it was really hard at first, but over time, I started to be able to relax a little bit about when I was going to get my first meal. And that fed into my lifestyle a lot better because I could then make my food and my eating habits revolve around what was going on in my day rather than having to have breakfast at a certain time, having to have a snack at a certain time. So that was one of the biggest things for me that I found very helpful about it. Yeah, I remember remember distinctly when you were trying out intermittent (laughs) fasting. You, I mean, before that, you would always wake up, get breakfast, make your oatmeal, things like that. And then after you ate, you would wake me up because I just couldn't um, eat that early in the morning. You would wake me up and we kind of had this whole system going down. And when you started intermittent fasting, <laughs> I know what started. <laughs> you, we were, we were in bed, the alarm went off and I was just waiting for you to wake up and get out of bed and go start your normal routine and then wake me back up. And I was like, Lauren, are you going to get up? And you were just like turned around angrily and you're like, you're like, remember, I'm not eating breakfast anymore. <laughs> there was a level of anger that was going on. And I quickly got back up and, you know, washed up and then woke you up after that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not for everyone. And I, I think as you, as you all start to listen to this podcast, you'll realize that we don't have any blanket statements because not one approach works for everyone. Um, I mean, these diets come in like these uh, there's like these popularity phases where it was maybe like the zone diet before and then it was weight watchers and then it was paleo and it goes through all these cycles now it's like if it fits your macros and all these all these diets are just built upon lowering your calories to a certain degree right and then and what we think is the best diets are the ones that are good from a sustainability standpoint, mm-hmm. right? Can you, can you talk about what you're talking about with um, people with PCOS? And, yeah, so, well, I, we were just having this conversation yeah. in the car the other day, and I was like, it's so interesting that really you can have, if you have a specific, like, um, hormonal issue going on, or if you have, like, PCOS or um, thyroid issues, all of the nutritional guidelines are, they end up being very similar. Mm-hmm. They're like, you should eat more protein, you should eat... Um, whole grain carbs and vegetables and so it's really interesting that even though like it will be like this is a this is a nutrition plan for someone with you know hypothyroidism and this is a new and they all end up having the same principles and they do have you know very small changes here and there but those big principles are always still there and it's always that you should eat lean protein that you should have vegetables often fruit fairly often Mm -hmm. whole grains healthy fats like those things are just staples and then the way that you do that and the way that you put all those things together doesn't really matter that much but what matters is that it works for you and then it you're able you're able to you know get all those things in your day however makes the most sense for you and and fits in your schedule yeah so what we recommend is just test things out try them out and if it works with your within your lifestyle then by all means go Go and keep continue to do it. But if it doesn't, don't sweat it and move on to something else. But just understand that 
when you're choosing these quote-unquote diets, make sure that they fall under uh, strong principles that focus on quality foods um, and not about just scamming you. Yeah. All right. And the last question comes from Achiever Alex Los, And she asked, what advice would you give to people considering making their hobby or their passion their work? Mm-hmm. That's a really good question. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think I think this happens when this happens quite a bit, uh, especially recently with the advent of the Internet and just so many opportunities popping up. Um, but I guess it's, it happens a lot because people are typically unhappy with whatever job they're doing um, at the moment. And they're like, oh, man, I can spend all my time knitting or I could spend all my time uh, playing video games or playing tennis or whatever, whatever it might be. Um, so let's take for you, you Lauren, for, uh, for an example. Let's say that, um, you know, you continued on with your journalism degree and you're, you were sitting at some desk right now, you know, not enjoying life in a cubicle. <laughs> if anyone knows Lauren, that she can't sit still and she needs <laughs> to be interacting with people on a daily basis. Um, the other fun fact about Lauren is that she is very good at making handcrafted designs. So she's made our signs for our wedding. She made signs for various wedding showers and baby showers and people always asking for her uh, to make her like, you know, custom signs or whatever. Um, and she, you've joked quite a bit that you've, uh, if, if you didn't open up Achieve, you would probably open up an Etsy shop somewhere. Um, so advice that I would get for Lauren in this alternate universe would be to definitely don't quit your day job because you want to make sure that this passion is actually something you can do all the time. So I would have her, um, you know, work a normal nine to five. And then as soon as you came back from work, have her make these signs and sell them on Etsy and see if this passion continues to be a source of like enthusiasm and motivation for her or if it just starts to wane on her. And then you can be like, okay, maybe it wasn't quite the passion I was thinking of it was. It's more of an escape from the current job I'm in right now. Um, so, but let's say it was her passion and she was like, like she couldn't wait to go back home after her day job to go make these signs, then it would just be a matter of putting in a lot of hours after work um, to basically fuel her Etsy business and do that for weeks, months, years, however long it took to then um, basically be her primary source of income. And then at that point, she would then quit her day job and then go all in on the Etsy shop where she can put in all of her hours now around her passion. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's perfect advice. That's exactly pretty much what I would say is, and, and I even like thinking that scenario out in my head, I don't know. Like I do when even, even at work sometimes, even mm-hmm. at the gym sometimes I'm like, Oh, I can't wait. If I have a sign to make, I'm like, I can't wait to go <laughs> home and make a sign. I really do love it. But if I had to do it day in and day out mm-hmm. and it did become my job, like I actually don't know if I would love doing that forever and so that's such good advice is just to like you know ease into it don't just quit everything you're doing now and then find out later that it actually isn't it actually is just a hobby it Mm -hmm. actually is just something that you like to do on the side it's not actually something you want to do all day every day um and so to find that out gradually is definitely something that we would recommend yeah i mean it's it's going to take so many hours of work and it's going to take away from your leisure time. It's going to take away time with friends and family and doing other things that you might potentially want to do. Um, but if it sort of passes that test, then you know exactly that this is your passion and your life dream and work, basically. Yeah, so, yeah and that's what we've done. Yeah. And that's what we did with Achieve. We've made sacrifices because mm-hmm. we do care so much about this gym and, and more than just the gym, but like what we think is going to come out of it and how many people we feel like we can 
you know, guide into this healthier lifestyle. And so we, you do have to make sacrifices and you do have to weigh your, all your options. And, mm-hmm. um, it, it definitely takes some, some deep internal thinking. <laughs> so make sure you don't just jump on it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we, we love that we do what we're passionate about. It's really special and it's really rare that you get to find that. Um, but we, I wouldn't say like, just because you love video games, you should just go do it. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like really reckless advice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so hope you enjoyed that episode. That was the um, that was episode number one. Woo-hoo. Super excited to continue this going. Uh, we'll probably start off with one a week, um, but maybe as we get some momentum, we'll start to do a couple episodes per week. Um, if you have any questions, please DM us on Instagram. Um, our handle is Achieve Fitness Boston. Um, you can send us a Facebook message. I think um, it's Facebook.com/slash. Achieve Fitness Boston. Achieve Fitness Boston. <laughs> um, and uh, oh, you can email us at podcast at achievefitnessboston.com. So those are the three ways you can reach out with questions. Um, yeah. We look forward to keeping it going. We're super excited. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And until next time. Peace. Love and, and muscles. muscles. <laughs>